0: first rule of sounding board is you do not talk about sounding board. The second rule of sounding board is you do not talk about sounding board. The other day I was uh, reading some of uh, one of the best freedom-oriented podcasters, uh, Tom Woods. Um, I thought you were going to say me. Other than you. Other than us. Yeah. Um, I was reading some comments, and I thought it was a tweet, but I've since tried to find it, and I can't, because he was talking right. about a friend of his, or at least someone he knew. And he was, I think he was reading or listening to some stuff that he'd done, he'd done about freedom, and he said to him, you know, you owe it, something like, you owe it to humanity to get this stuff out there. Right. Um, and his his friend's response was, I, I, I bore humanity. Humanity sucks. <laughs> uh, and Tom was saying, you know, I don't normally feel like this, but it's, you know, there are times recently where I'm kind of getting more towards, towards that kind of, that, that like kind us. of feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I was, uh, I kind of read that. And then there was another thing. I was listening to a podcast and it was Ben Shapiro being interviewed by Lex Friedman. Okay, um, which is interesting combination. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I, mean, I couldn't get through the whole lot. Um, it was a bit.
1: Well, Lex Friedman um, podcasts are epically long, anyway, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they're normally they're normally really good. Though, I mean, if you get if you yeah. get someone you're interested in, um, yeah. they're they're fantastic. But I, you know, three hours of Ben Shapiro is, is enough Ben Shapiro for <laughs> even even his fans, I'm sure. Um, it, it was quite a lot, and and they were talking about. So Lex was asking him about audience capture. And saying you know you've got a massive audience now you know you're one of the biggest podcasters mm-hmm. in the world what do you do to ensure you're not captured by your audience or do you think you ever are and uh, ben kind of said well you know it's, it's, a, it's a really good question i have to think I, I deliberately think about everything i'm saying to make sure that it is coming from you know where i think and i'm not just i'm not just saying what i you know what my audience you know wants, wants to hear, to hear. Uh, and, it, and it is it is difficult sometimes because obviously you've got to, on the one hand you want to make lots of money and and that kind of thing, um, but he says look you know he he wouldn't feel good about himself if if he was just saying stuff to to, to please the masses. Um, and I was kind of thinking about about us with with that and with you know the, the Tom Woods thing. They kind of t- together. I was thinking, well, you know, in, in the beginning of our intros, or not the, well, at the end of our intros. Sorry, we normally say. Well, please share us with your friends and family. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I know we haven't done that for a couple of couple of weeks now, but we normally, you know, ask people to share. And mm. I was thinking,
1: rate, right, review, and all that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, That's
0: exactly it. And and I was thinking, do we really want people to share the podcast? Because I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure whether I, you know, I'm I'm quite happy just having our, you know, our little kind of group of of listeners, um, you know. And for a start, I don't think we're ever going to get audience capture. I mean, one, our audience isn't that big, but two, we have a history of, you know, saying things that even our small audience doesn't really agree with. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time we had a podcast and we didn't have a couple of people say, yeah, I like that, but didn't really agree with that at all. Um, or yeah yeah yeah, got, yeah, 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 you know, particularly stuff about voting. Yeah. You got voting wrong. You should still vote. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they all say that. And there are, you know, whenever we talk about crypto, you know, people you know, have strong opinions on, you know, on, on crypto. Um, so people often talk about that, and they often question us. And I don't think we've ever changed our minds as such. It's not to say we wouldn't. Um, sometimes when we talk about the, t- the subject again, we'll, we'll I mean, try I, and explain I, right, ourselves a bit better. I suppose. I suppose
1: it depends on your how broad you define broadly you define audience capture, and mm. obviously it does depend on how big your audience is. What I like to change my mind when i feel that it should be changed for the better <laughs> and i do that based on talking to people and reading things and listening to people if one member of our audience posts us a message and that means i change my mind i'm going to change my mind i'm not going to apologize for that and i'm not going to call that audience capture no, i think that's that's, what,
0: that's the opposite of audience capture
1: and i think i think what I was going to come on to is the what I think the broad definition is which is again it's more shall we put it democratic which would be if a majority of the audience said a particular thing said no you should be thinking in this way instead and you should be wrong if if we as the podcasters then were to go okay right yeah the audience is going this way so we should go that
0: way yeah I I think it's two things one it's the majority yeah it has, has to be the majority or or, or a, you know a sizable minority at least enough to affect you yeah um and it has to be something that you don't believe in mm. other, and other, it? otherwise, it's otherwise it's not it's capture an, it's if, an if, honesty if, if, thing if the, yeah exactly if the majority of our audience after one of our podcasts said you got that wrong and here's why yeah and we read read the comments and thought from then on when? you know what we we did get that wrong um, and, and we changed our minds accordingly and but we believed it. That would I don't think that would be audience capture no, either. No, exactly. Audience capture will be us giving a podcast Applying on how use. great voting is and how <laughs> voting can how voting can change <laughs> change the course of government and is a really worthwhile beneficial thing. Because yeah, that would that would be audience capture. Yes, agreed. Um, but yeah. you shouldn't you absolutely shouldn't vote. So we're not we're not certainly not at the moment, I think we're audience so capture.
1: So going back to going back to your question i suppose it was to me it was to of, you. Yeah. Do you, should do- we share should we advocate people share i think that's a great question i think and this it's a really interesting one of any i mean look we, we can go back years but again just talk about the 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 covid era um trying to convince people of a particular position uh trying to Let's, let's go further than that. Trying to convince people of the truth, and sharing with them uh, and explaining various really quite basic facts,
0: or even taking it, t- taking data. it, taking it slightly further, you know, further out than that. Just convincing people to listen to another opinion.
1: Well, quite, I mean, that's going a level above again. Yeah, um, yeah a- a- absolutely. But even if even if you tackle something really really simple um, to do with to do with COVID. Uh, there, there's there's a form of um, of allegiance to the narrative that most people still have, where they're not they're not ready to hear it, even if even if it's plain as the nose on their face, and even when they're presented with it, they don't readily take the option to climb down. I mean, they just don't. It's, you know, it, it is such a minority of people who are affected in this way, so. It, my point is, even if people did share our podcast out to people, it's not going to convince anyone of anything. You've got to be ready. You've got to be at the right moment. Now, I know from my experience that the people I've shared the podcast with, and that is a very small number of people, or um, that I've even, uh, there's, a, there's, there's a couple of different. There's, there's one, there's, there's sharing the podcast with someone that you maybe haven't met online. But then there's also physically talking to someone, someone you may have known for, um, for a while. Either you know, decades or years, or maybe just months, someone you co work or something like that. There's obviously that decision to make about whether you even say that you have a podcast at all. You, you can keep it completely under the radar, um, but I have on occasion told people that you know I do a podcast with you, uh, and and they're like, oh, what's it about? That's always the dicey bit. Where I go, oh yeah, maybe we talk about politics or something, or you know, whatever. Um, uh, anyway, just general commentary on you know stuff that's happening. I, I normally say, actually, that we've been it captures the good, the right word, I suppose, uh, by the events of the last couple of years, and so it's become a bit of a COVID podcast, um, and that's because it's quite important what's been happening. Um, but I obviously am gauging the person I'm talking to, and I am not just telling everyone. And even the people I've spoken to like online that I've never met before, I'm, I, I would never share anything until I'm kind of sure that I'm doing the right thing and that they are at least susceptible to the idea of listening to an alternative view. Or that they're already going down that view, a bit like you, you explained with your, um, uh, your mate that you met um, last week. Uh, when you realised he was a, an Alan Moore fan, and then ultimately an anarchist, and all, all of this, um, you, you've got to—it's the shibboleth test again, isn't it? Of 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 how far how far can I go with this? Um, I there's a guy at work who I told about the podcast, and he's only been with us less than a year, uh, and he then. And I, and I kind of tested the water a bit and he was like, he was fine on conspiracy theories and all this kind of stuff. I was like, right, okay, fine. Um, he's gone off and listened. He, he certainly came back and said he listened to the first half of our fuckwit or fiend and he found it really funny. So I need to go back and see whether he's listened to, uh, to any more or whether like that's, that's the end of it. I, I'm, I'm intrigued just to know whether he's going, yeah, it's a bit far from me or, or whatever. But I am very, very selective. Like that, that's the ultimate point.
0: I think I've shared my... I'm trying to think of how many people I've actually shared the podcast with. Maybe three. Yeah. And I think at least one of them was I was kind of press-ganged into it where someone where I think my right. wife had said, oh, yeah, Andy does a podcast. Like, oh, and yeah, you didn't want to. What's your podcast? I'm like, mm, okay. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. the, the way i describe it is anti-politics. Because that's, okay. that's a little bit softer. Because people can get yeah. people can get their heads around that. Oh yeah, you don't like label the conservatives. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's you know I, that that's one way of of describing it. I certainly don't say yeah we're a couple of couple of agorists because um, well, they wouldn't even understand that. Or even even libertarians. I don't like, think anyone you know.
1: would understand the term libertarian. The, the most they would have heard was uh, a loose caricature of the term, so they wouldn't really know what it what it meant.
0: Yeah, and and they'd probably think that oh, so you like Liz Trust then do you? <laughs> you know, because that's what people that's yeah. what people associate with libertarianism. It's yeah. like you know,
1: I couldn't couldn't be further from that. What? Liz, who?
0: Oh yeah, she's gone, isn't she?
1: Yeah. Has there been right? So I've 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 deleted all the apps. I've I I cleared out my my entire. Like, you know on your phone when you get, just end up with browser tabs, just like a million browser tabs open because, you know, I, I cleared all of them out, cleared the history, everything. I've not even got, like, I can't even type a few characters and get a website <laughs> up anymore because I just wanted to stop myself from consuming any of this stuff. I've barely been listening to a podcast. I, I'm on a few, like, Substack stack newsletters, and, and that's it. So just to very quickly ask you, has there been a budget? Has there. What, what? I take it Rishi isn't out because he's not going to get a budget through, or, or is it early days? Um,
0: I don't know. that would be I, funny if they, yeah, rid, if they
1: got rid of him because of his budget.
0: So I, I haven't been paying attention either. Somebody, I don't know whether they've had the budget, but somebody mentioned to me that now the 45% tax bracket is now lower. So I think if you're on like 125 really? grand now, you're taxed. Forty-five percent, right? Um, so whether that's because of the budget or it's just something they've announced, but I, I, you know I don't care at the moment.
1: Um, well, I have had conversations with my business partner on how we can be more creatively, legally avoiding more tax, and I mean that on a in a personal standpoint, um, uh, business-wise. Uh, you know, if, as long as you're. Spending, even as you're investing your, you know, your 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 profits, they're not profits anymore. You know, so um, that has always been our uh, our, our mantra of, of you know try to try to pay as little corporation tax as possible um, by just ploughing everything um, back in well, yeah, to grow th- the company. Th- things
0: like um, R and D tax credits, do you do those? And- oh, I've been
1: doing those for years. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, in fact, no. Somebody said to me they're changing. I think they're getting worse. Oh, that's obviously wouldn't be a surprise, um, but uh, I'm a I'm a regular income taxpayer, and and that has to change, and I, I've called it uh, Operation Stop Funding Terrorism. That, that's that's what I've called it, and I I'm I think I'm gonna actually spend some money and get some advice on on how best to structure this. You know, do I need to start another company again and contract from that? Um, do I need to set up a not for profit? a charity, <laughs> what, 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 why do I need to be investing in the music industry? What, what is it that I need to do to cut my income tax bill down to as close to zero as I can? Do you know, do you know what, I would gladly pay, if, if my income tax, I, I, I'm just throwing out numbers here, if my income tax was a thousand pounds a month, I would rather pay a consultant a thousand pounds a month To avoid it, even if I didn't get any of that money myself, then it wouldn't be going directly to the government, and less of it would, because one assumes that this guy would be paying pretty low tax, because he's advising me on how to, you know, not pay tax. Obviously, you hope for something back, but yeah, I would. If if, if
0: it cost me, you know, if if I could get some kind of some kind of business in the Cayman Islands, yeah, um, and uh, but it but it cost me to do that. Um, but I'm, like you say, I'm not funding wars. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's it, honest, I'd pr- it would pr- almost be worth it, costing, wouldn't it? I would probably do it if it yes. cost me. If it, if it meant that I wasn't funding wars, uh, I would do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to not happy, but happier. Um, yeah, to 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 pay for... your money not going in the pot anymore. Yeah, yeah. Avoiding I just, I, the theft. I, I want I want nothing nothing to do yeah.
1: with it. Yeah. Well, so I am I am going to start looking into that in a in a meaningful way. Um, I've already stopped paying. Um, uh, paying into the pension fund uh, in favor of just buying gold, um, and you know nowadays there are lots of lots of smaller um, uh, you know denominations of coin and stuff that you can that you can get. So you don't you don't need to buy much every month, but it's just kind of you know just buy buy a little bit every time, um, and, uh, and hope for the crash, I suppose. Right. So do you do you do you want people to share the podcast? Do you want, um, only it's like grosh okay only only when it's ready <laughs> okay <laughs> they need to they need to not be out there trying to pimp out the podcast to
0: everyone i mean to be fair i don't think anyone's doing that
1: no i don't think so either um, <laughs> so uh, i think
0: i think our listeners are probably doing this already cuz they they're, yeah. they're, they're going to be where we are and they're not going to want to you know offend their friends by let's by, talk by about exposing this okay, okay
1: so forget forget the sharing element Okay, and because I, I think nobody's sharing us unless they're willing to get into a conversation that's gonna be awkward for them or uncomfortable for them, in which case they're not gonna do it. Um, or they already know this person is in the right place. But rating and reviewing. Now, I, what I found fascinating, because there's an argument that, you know, how, how did any of our listeners find us? And actually, do you know what? There's a question. If you want to jump into our Telegram channel and tell us how you found us, then again, we're not we're not analysing marketing data. We're not. And well, this is the other important point here: we don't make any money. This 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 only costs us money to do in terms of the buying of the equipment, the hosting of the server, all that jazz. To you know, to have a decent um, decent setup, um, we're we're not doing this for donations or or, or anything like that at all. Um, so that it's another way we can't be captured because we're not making money off of it.
0: Yeah, and there's no advertising. No advertising like no. that.
1: But so I would be genuinely fascinated. We have, we have at least one listener in Australia. Did you see, did you see that other comment on the website? Oh,
0: was that from Australia?
1: Yes. Right. Um, and this is a person who absolutely wishes to remain anonymous. Is being very careful about what they even post on um, on a comment. Um, how do I, I? don't know anyone in Australia. How do we? How how do we have an Australian listener? Um, I I'm fascinated by by how it might have spread around. Um, the 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 theory is that if people do rate you, and we've got and we've got we've got some five star ratings on you know Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. I I mean I think that I think that's great. Uh, it it I, I feel great when I read someone's positive review of us. It's fantastic, um, but. Does it then appear against other similar podcasts? How, I don't know how the algorithms work in these systems. No one's going out searching for us.
0: So no, what really? are they
1: searching for, and how are they finding us? I've not done any research on this whatsoever. We? Well,
0: so when we when we started out, I think I think maybe people. I'm wondering whether people are either searching for, for example, Trump. Do you remember that one of the first ones Brexit, Brexit checkers, checkers, and Trump, and Trump. was and our that first did, ever. Episode. That did very, very well. What just
1: because we had Trump in the title, well, it, or Brexit, that, that or Brexit? And I'm wondering
0: Crunkbait. if you're, let's say, you listen to another Brexit podcast, and it might come up. Right. oh, you might like this one here because they're talking about it. It's like the one, the one about Ceausescu. We suddenly we oh. were suddenly in the Romanian charts because of the. Podcast I haven't on these. I haven't Czachesca. looked at this
1: for a while. I love reporting on where we are in Zimbabwe or whatever. Um, yeah. But we, we've, I mean, we've got a proper global, global footprint.
0: And you sometimes, I, the, the, my, um, my other podcast, my Formula One one, I got. Yeah. I, 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 was suddenly in the charts in like it was like somewhere it was like Moldova or somewhere like that somewhere Eastern European. Um, right. And I get this email saying, "Oh yeah, you're now in the top 100 in or top 90 or whatever in Moldova." Yeah. No yeah. idea. No idea why. Yeah. The only place I've ever advertised that is on Facebook.
1: Um, right. Okay. Well, that's something. I mean, look, that's much more mainstream. Mm. So, no one's going to feel guilty by even checking out a Formula One. Podcast. No, and I don't, I don't mind.
0: I don't mind people, you know, people sharing that obviously because it's it's, it's inoffensive. Right. Okay. We're, we're the opposite.
1: We're offensive.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think lots of people would yeah. find it offensive.
1: I think they would find a lot of our ideas offensive. Yeah, um, but right, okay. Let's just analyze this difference between the two the two podcasts for a second. So, you're quite happy for people to share that, but you're not fearful of audience capture with that. I mean, I've listened to all like, ten minutes of of your F1 podcast, um, but so I know. Mainly because...
0: Well, you're not I an F1 fan, I you don't, don't care.
1: give a shit. <laughs> um, it, yeah, was, it was perfectly enjoyable listening to you, you chat. But it is but,
0: niche, it's very niche.
1: Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you could be captured by an F1 audience unless you're trashing. And, and yeah, how disruptive are your views
0: um, in F1? I don't think they're that disruptive because we're, So we do trash drivers. If, okay. If, and, and, but, so you're never going to get sponsorship from a <laughs> no. From McLaren, there are certain, <laughs> there are certain um, yeah, particularly. Well, no. So so, without wishing to get too much into it, we we are uh, there's the, like one McLaren driver who's been brilliant, who we've 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 sung the praises of all season. Okay. He's been fantastic. Okay. The other ones just might as well have been replaced by that chair over there, <laughs> and we've we've made that known as well. So you know, it, it's not too bad. But there, there are. You know, I, again we don't do it for money. There's no advertising. Yeah, yeah. We use basically the same equipment that, you know, that yeah. we're using here other than my friend's got his own mic and stuff, but uh, a
1: very expensive mic of which I couldn't tell the difference.
0: I know. I know. So his 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 mic cost something like you should swap. You should swap mics because
1: right. he was saying that it it makes his voice sound better in his eyes in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> so you should you should swap mics and see yeah. if you can tell the difference.
0: Yeah, but his stand was like 1500 His stand was like £300, pounds, which is like more than every, you know, my stand. And That's
1: more than all of the equipment stood on this table right now.
0: Well, so, so his stand looks very similar to mine, and mine cost a tenner, I think. I mean, it's, yeah,
1: crazy. I, th- I, think, I think this one was £6. Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, so, okay, right. So, the, the, we don't know how people find us. No. Other than potentially the the basics of keywords in titles,
0: yeah, or and and I do occasionally post on Twitter, and you know it could be people. Finding, I think early finding
1: on, days, on, on I was posting on on Twitter, um, uh, and and then for a bit on Parler, and then I did a bit on Getter, and then it's it's all I've, I've, I'm not really posting anywhere. In fact, I've done so, I've d- deleted them all now, so I certainly haven't um, posted anything on Twitter in year and a half at least now
0: we did get a few from your relationship with toby young because ah. you did him a couple of favors oh didn't you?
1: that's true and um uh yeah because i've been i was hosting um the daily skeptic uh you're website. not doing it anymore uh no cost too much money now uh the energy prices have meant that right. the costs of hosting have gone through the roof um uh it was always a it was always a donate a donation. Uh, it's got to the point where it's just too expensive, and uh, and, and we've yeah we've we've parted company on that. But um, I'm still a member of the um, the advisory board of the Free Speech Union, um, but uh, no no direct relation. I'm still in contact with the with the guy who runs the the the, the tech for um, uh, Daily Skeptic, um, but uh, but that's it. But yeah, I, I he posted a couple of things on. Daily sceptical lockdown sceptical before that, skeptics, yeah. um, which uh, um, which got us a bit of traffic, yeah. Uh, but we're, again, we're there, there were kind of bounces, of a swipe, it, exactly. They, so. And I think each time, the 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 numbers stayed higher each time, uh, which is always nice to see. You know you don't mind getting yeah, five hundred listens and hundred staying, you know, or whatever. I mean, we are in the hundreds of listens a week not the thousands or the tens of thousands this is this is a tiny podcast but i love the idea i think what you're getting at is i love the idea that there are there are, there are a few hundred people that 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 regularly listen and and like it um and that that just means it resonates with the minority and i'm i'm all about the minority <laughs> Um, it doesn't It doesn't need to be a majority opinion.
0: Well, it's like... Do you remember the... What's that Mel Gibson film where he's... His conspiracy? Kid, literally
1: called Conspiracy Theory? No, no, no. I, oh. I knew you were going to think of that. Are not, you thinking of your... The, the, you had a subscriber list of like seven people? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not thinking of that. There, there, oh, was, right. there was another Mel... It's all, all about Mel Gibson films. There was Conspiracy Theory mm-hmm. where he had like eight subscribers or whatever. And, yeah. I know you and I have talked about being like that. Yeah. There's another Mel Gibson film where his Kid is kidnapped ransom. Where he's the owner. of yes. he's the owner of like he's an a rich airline. man. Yeah, and at, at close to the beginning, uh, they'd like play a video of him talking about his airline, and he says, "I never wanted to be the biggest airline in the world, just the best." <laughs> <laughs> we and found our new intro, <laughs> and, I, and I feel a little bit like that. so like I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to get, you know, audience. Ca- I mean, we, let, let's just say we could potentially deliberately be audience captured and just play to what people want to hear and turn into, yeah we could turn into a, I don't know, a conservative podcast or something like that and we'd probably get get loads more listeners but I'm not interested in that at all Well, I mean
1: certainly if we were after uh, audience capture and growing your audience, they are two related but different things, if we wanted to grow our audience there's absolutely directions that we could go in, there are places we would want to post articles we want to write all of that stuff um we we have never what i i suppose i suppose i want to make it clear that i i do want audience growth but not at the expense of any part of the podcast I, i like the notion that it's just steadily slowly climbing um but i'm not going to deliberately go after it either
0: and it, as I said, it started from zero. It started from nothing, nothing at all. So, oh yeah, we could. Yeah, because none of us, neither of us had. It's not like when you get celebrities or people who already have audiences and have people following them, and then suddenly on, they start on a Twitter, podcast and- I'm, I'm, the, I'm the kind of person people would think was a bot.
1: I got like 150 followers or whatever. And again, I never went after growing my my follower count. Um, I was always very very picky about the people I followed. Um, and and I've got some I've got some I've got a few you know proper decent follows on on Twitter, um, which I think probably gives you know my account a little bit more credibility than a bot, obviously. Uh, but it was never it was never about that, and so we never had anything. We never had a large base to monetize in the first place. Well, it's not monetizing if you just want to get the audience, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not. We're not Zuby. <laughs> no, no.
0: So so, you know, I guess I guess the message is if you've got someone if you've got someone who you know will like it then 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 share, but don't don't think you have sounding to. sounding
1: board, not for normies. It's it's that simple. It's it really is that simple. If you've got normie friends, don't even bother.
0: Yeah, because there's just just going back to what you were saying earlier, there's you know, you might. Let's say you've got friends who are open to ideas. Mm. We're probably going to scare them off. You we know, might you, do. You, you might. You might want if, you, if you've got friends who if, are open to ideas. You might want to. Well, they need to introduce go back them and, lightly well, to something want, else. They want
1: to go and listen back to us two years ago, three years. Three years ago, but we'd still scare them off. You think? Yeah. So right, okay. I've heard um, James Dellingpole describe London Calling as the gateway drug because you've got Toby Young on there and there's a a, a to and fro between them Toby is obviously very much the you know the lockdown the covid dissident uh but still got some very very normy views uh, uh you know staunch conservative kind of kind of thing and then, and then James is like way way off the off the deep end um but but the that that's what will get people to kind of flick over, and people, you know, and I've seen people say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I got in, got into you through through London Calling or whatever." So it, it could play an important role. I mean, that's not us. We are we are not a gateway to a drug to
0: anything. Are no, we're, we? we're we're class A. You already we're by, <laughs> by the stage. A, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> you know, London Calling a marijuana, and we're heroin. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's it, you know, I, But I, I genuinely think if you if you've got if you've got you know maybe not normally friends, but but people who are just open to ideas and open to not not necessarily like conspiracy theories or that kind of stuff, but just open to the idea that government isn't that great, and perhaps they're thinking of, you know they they, they don't like labour or the conservatives, and they're interested in other ways of doing things um, that don't involve the state. You're
1: saying at that point they should share.
0: No, not at all. No, I was we, going to we, say. we would scare we would scare them away at that point. Yeah, you, you perhaps need, there are perhaps some other liberal or libertarian podcasts that aren't as extreme as us. I,
1: I love the idea. We should do this. We should we should come up with the I don't know five or ten podcasts that you need to get through. You know, if, if there's a spectrum, then then how, how do you how do you get to us? Uh, you know, at the other end, you know, do you, you have to go through Tom Woods? You know stuff like that first before you before you get to us.
0: I mean there there are certainly there are certainly some of our podcasts that would be good. Yes. You know individual ones. I mean yeah. like, like for example the one on Ceausescu. You know that that, mm. that 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 most people would probably be open to that. There's one where I talk a lot about and I've got all the statistics about voluntary tax donations. Yeah. I think that's quite a good one.
1: I like one um, of the early ones we did. Uh, I remember talking about the morality of capitalism. You know there's been a couple like that which we've talked about. Just just. Advocating for markets and no regulation and stuff like that; those are a bit more friendly,
0: I think. A little bit, but but the thing is, when we talk about when when we're not talking about you know specific subjects, um, and or explaining subjects, when we're going when we're talking about regulation. We're talking about having absolutely none whatsoever and I think that might scare people away. It's like if, when we talk about free speech we're're talk, we're yeah. talking we're not advocating the current laws. we're saying no, no they all need to be abolished. Yeah, absolutely everything. you know we're kind of we're absolutists on a lot of other mm. things, which is another another way of being con, you know, just consistency isn't it the way I like to look at it, but that will that will scare people off. Is, is this... there, might, there might be five podcasts we've done in the last three years that <laughs> don't scare people away. Um,
1: absolutists. What was the term you said to me about vaccine? <gasps> vaccine absolutism. It was absolutism. Yes. You wanted to talk about this.
0: Yeah, so I... I I've I, got
1: something else I want to talk about. But no, this is a great segue.
0: No, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this for a minute. So I, I, I've seen on Twitter and this was a while ago now because as you know I've deleted everything as well I haven't been there for a while but people would the term vaccine absolutism was being banded around which I found really interesting and the idea was that if you if you believed that (laughs) I'm chuckling just describing this if you believed that the vaccines worked you and and this is talking this is coming from people who were you know boosted up to the eyeballs If you were of the opinion that you could get, you know, for example, two vaccines or maybe two and a booster, and that was all you needed, that after that the vaccine worked and you're immune, you're a vaccine absolutist.
1: What a strange term. So, as you say, this is coming from the people who are going to be jabbed forever, continually, and they're feeling...
0: They're feeling betrayed. They are, yes. So the, the the people by the people who have stopped the people who, vaccinating have had, who have had a couple of vaccines, maybe a booster, and have now stopped, are traitors
1: in their traitors. Eyes. Yes. They're feeling betrayed. And and absolutely. I mean, that's just a is that, why have they used that word? That doesn't seem like the right word to me. Well, I
0: think it's. I I, I it's. I mean, we're quite
1: describe two camps to me. You know the people who absolutely think they work, and the people who absolutely don't think they don't. You know, I'm an I'm a vaccine absolutist in this in this sense, but that's not what they mean, obviously.
0: Well, they probably would argue that we're we're another type of absolutist as well, yeah. in that they don't work at all, um, or or that you know they're worse. They they, they all they do yeah. is damage, um, anti-effective. But that yeah, but they uh, you know they they're, they're targeting the people that they they believed to be traitors and absolutist is quite a oh so you're an absolutist it's quite it's, it's, it's a
1: uh, it's a slur it's a slur I mean it's absolutely slow it's like a denial a denialist isn't it um, is this is this another form of Eliot's law I was thinking
0: about I'm not sure it is because this is this is people
1: but, but do they feel I can imagine that right so what are we on now so there was first shot second shot Oh, we're on like fifth or sixth booster then there was the spring booster now we've got the autumn booster i think for most people it's the fifth some people have three doses to start with so they'd be on the sixth i think we're at five now which is let's just be very clear insane but five five jabs there are some people now have five jabs how they're still alive i've got no idea but it's clearly affecting their brain I imagine that they are less pissed off with the person who's had four than the person who's had three, and and, and it, they get increasingly pissed off with the people the least they've had. So the person who took one and then didn't even have their second shot, are they going to be more pissed off with that person than they are the person who took four and stopped?
0: Well, the way Elliot's the way law works, though, is... So you, okay the, I okay I mean you can have the inverse obviously the LL, yeah so okay that's, that's okay, okay so let's look at it so someone who has someone who has 3 will be yeah I think it might work because someone who has 3 are probably going to think more favorably of someone who's had 4 than someone who's had 2
1: what the person who's had 3 and then stopped taking them
0: yeah they, they, will be, they will be they will be fine talking to the person who's had four and the person who's had oh, five. Oh, they're quite happy
1: for the person to have continued jabbing themselves. Yes. But, but they don't. I, I'm fine where I am.
0: Yeah. But they probably think, well, no, you've only had two. You should have at least got a booster. <laughs> I think that's and probably the per- very And the person possible. who's had two, the person who's had two and right, stopped, right. well, you should Okay. Have...
1: Unless. Unless. We're talking about people who suffered a significant adverse reaction. Because then the, the, there are obviously going to be people who've got vaccine regret. And so the person who've got three there, they're, they're, they might not be fine with the people who've had four or five at all because they've been you know, severely injured by this. And they're probably thinking, oh, I wish I was you. I wish you, number two, you only had two. I wish I never had my third. So there's a very real chance actually that wherever you are, when you stop, if you stopped because it's bad, then you're going to be envious of the people who've had less than you. Now that's the people who've been damaged. That's the unsafe bit. I'm intrigued about the effective bit because the vaccines are only two things. They are safe and effective. And if they're unsafe, that that's a, as I say, that's one argument. But those people who got COVID like again and again and again after after let's say after every jab they get another bout of covid sometime in that in that season which is entirely plausible because it is anti-effective you are more likely to get the symptoms of covid if not covid itself there's been the odd famous person in the last few months going really it's just 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 a couple of people popping up what do they think about the people who've who stopped ahead of them or before them or whatever? When it's about effectiveness, I can see them. I suppose being more like you just described, being that's fine if you want to take more, but I'm done now.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I think the the person who, so the person who's had two jabs. Will be getting abuse from from people. I who, wanted to say John Prescott then. That's two jags, isn't it? Two jags, yeah. <laughs> Six chins. <laughs> um, so the per, the person who's had two jabs will be getting abuse from people who've had a booster and two boosters and three boosters. Yeah. Um, and they, but they but like, oh, well, at least I've had my at least I've had my full dose. At least I've, I've mm. had my full dose of vaccine. Uh, and they'll be giving you know, abuse to people who've only had one what do you mean you, didn't, the, finish the, the you irony. didn't finish the course and the people who've had one will probably be giving abuse to people like us of course more than than, than anybody else but the thing is I think the people who've had one jab why didn't
1: they get the second it's got to be for bad reasons I mean some is just apathy I'm sure there's a group of people who just couldn't be bothered or the no. people who haven't really haven't thought it through but the point is they've gone well I'm still alive
0: no, I think a lot of it, with the first jab ones, people wanted to go on holiday. Ah, right. I want to go on holiday. The only way I'm going and, to go on holiday is having a jab. So I'll have a jab. And
1: so the fact that it's come around, it they were able to have another holiday a year later. Is this about the... Because obviously you don't have holidays all the time. So let's say they had a holiday a year later. They didn't need to have the top up.
0: No, because places had were, been, yeah were, were a bit more open
1: yeah I'm just trying to think whether that happened for that amount of time I think that's more, I think you're more likely to have had a couple of jabs for that but even then that was only within a few months wasn't it yeah but if
0: you if you, if you want to go away um, and I'm just
1: trying to think back to the last couple of years of you know, the last couple of seasons um, of summer and whether or not you actually did need a booster to, to go to the majority of places
0: I, d- um, I think you did didn't you yeah, but I think... It, like 2021. So. so 2020, nobody had a holiday. No. Nope. 2021, you know, by mid-2021, lots of people wouldn't have had holidays for at least a year and a half, maybe two years. By that point, they're eligible for the vaccine because most people were by the middle of yeah. 2021. And at that, at that stage there, lots of places were saying, well, you're not coming in if you haven't had a jab. Yeah. So yeah. at that point, they'll think, right, you know what? I'll get a jab because I know people who've done this. All the only reason they got it was to go on holiday. Yeah. Um. So they go on. The, they they get the jab. They go on holiday. There's no there's no incentive for them to get jabbed again at that point. And and come, unless come yeah. mid 2022, loads more places. So they might not go to the holiday they want. But there are lots of European countries, lots of places you can go without yeah. needing a vaccine yeah. passport. Yeah. You just need a you know a, a,
1: a negative test result. Yeah. I suppose the the proper proper second season was 2022. Yeah. So I think a lot. I gone. think
0: I think people probably. Um, yeah, probably got the jab, or, or and certainly lots of people would have got would have gotten two jabs to go on holiday. Yes. I, know, I know lots of people have the full, had, have full had, dose, had the full yeah. dose, to go on holiday, and then that's it. Yeah, crazy though. Mm. Vaccine absolutists, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> the crazy uh, thing is, they're not vaccine absolutists. No, they're, they're not. They're they own, did it any, to go on holiday. They, yeah, exactly. They're only doing it, you know, to or they they had faith in the system. Uh, and in, oh, of course it is, and, and they trusted oh, Of course, of course, we need to take this do our bit for the community, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, and these r- aren't the r-
1: people I was describing earlier. Those are not the people with allegiance Those are people they had a very narrow but very defined self-interest, mm. and they they trusted the system. You're right, but that's not the same as as doing it because because I've been told to just just following orders. Again, that's another. It's a different, separate group of people, isn't it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but, I've not heard that term though. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah,
0: vaccine vaccine absolutists. It's been it's been bandied around Twitter. It is an insult.
1: Yeah. Well, I suppose now they've got to be clinging to something. These people on their fifth and sixth jabs. Um, what else? What else have they got to do? I mean, the vaccine uptake is is through the floor, isn't it? Booster uptake is uptake is through the floor. It's it's making no difference at all. Um,
0: no one, that's no one, no one
1: cares pill. here. Oh it, oh, it really, I mean, it really is. It really is. Um, yeah, I don't know anyone who's, I, I'm trying to think of anyone I know who's said oh, there, are the, there are a couple of people in the extended family that, that have had their boosters. We, 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 don't,
0: number, we don't talk
1: number, about number that. Number five. Yeah, we, 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 we don't talk about that. Um, I, try, I try to, you know, not be around them immediately afterwards. Um, I, I read you the letter, didn't I?
0: Oh, about shedding. Yeah,
1: but anyway. Um,
0: yeah, but that was a that was a proper vaccine. That was the flu vaccine, wasn't it? Where they actually give you like a mild flu, so it's not you're not shedding the vaccine. They're shedding what they give you. Yes, um, which, is, which is different. And I think,
1: from, oh yeah, no, but no, I think the um with the the COVID ones, I think you're likely to shed spike specifically. Yes, not you're not shedding the mRNA. Correct. Um uh that can then instruct your cells you're just shedding spike which is bad for you the spike protein is a pathogen um but to be to be fair um i'm immune to that pathogen um and my but my immunity will not last forever so it needs to be continually tested so actually i should it sh- it should be fine for me to be around the odds does it
0: odd. need to be continually tested
1: um not like every day but the, the human immune system works with a certain amount of memory, but it's not necessarily lifelong. No,
0: but people who are immune to SARS-1 were immune to SARS-2, and that was like 20 years ago.
1: Yep. So, I, every 20 years, so. I'll, have, I'll, I'll get exposed to some spike.
0: That'll be fine. Yeah, That's all I'm, that's what I'm saying. saying. It may last forever. It, we don't it, know. Yeah. We don't know.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: Anyway. So, speaking speaking of don't know, that was another thing. So... Um, it's another, just just while we're on while we're on the vaccines. Um, uh, the so-called vaccines. Brett, Brett Weinstein made a good point recently where he yeah. was talking about um, the difference. So he was saying, he, he categorically said, the vaccines were never safe. Oh, he's been saying and, that and, and for no, ages. No, but, but they, they could never be safe. Yeah. He was saying they may, yeah. have, they may have turned out to be unharmful Yes, but there's a difference between unharmful and safe. He said, oh, there, he there, gives the
1: analogy of the you know the loaded gun and all this. You know, there Russia is there roulette. is
0: no way you can you, yeah. they could have ever known um, that they yeah. were either safe or effective.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's rush, Russian roulette, isn't it? If you put the gun to your head and you fire in it, yeah, and, except and it it's got five shots in it, <laughs> and it doesn't and it doesn't kill you, it doesn't mean what you did was safe. <laughs> that that was very very unsafe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's worse than that. It's pick, it's picking up a gun and you don't know if it's loaded or not. Yes. It might, it might have six in. Yeah. You, no idea.
1: Uh, that's certainly more accurate to to these horrible treatments. I, I still don't know what to call them. I still don't know what to call them. I think, again, Brett calls them a transfection and whatever. Like, there's there's various probably medical terms. But it's gene therapy. I mean, it co- comes under that, very much that category obviously jab is an easy word to say there's something there's something slightly sinister about the word jab isn't there and i know that it's the colloquial term used by by the uh, in fact no it's shot isn't it that's what they call it in america which is amusing it's a gun metaphor for for america i think in well, i think in australia jab it's jab is it like a punch metaphor well, isn't it well
0: it is it is. It's all, it's all harm. It's all abuse. It's all...
1: <laughs> yeah. Clot shot is probably my favourite yes. of all of the colloquialisms. Yeah, because that's got the
0: double meaning. Isn't yeah. it? It's perfect. Brilliant.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about something completely different. When was the last time you listened to a Joe Rogan ah, podcast? I'm in the middle of a Joe Rogan podcast. Which one? Graham Hancock. <sighs> that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Okay. Um, have, have you seen have you seen any of the series? I'm in the middle of the series as well. No. Amazing. Amazing.
1: We, so, right, we don't have Netflix, but I was going to buy it for a month
0: just right. to watch the series. Or oh, come, come around mine. Or oh, I can give you my login. I'll give you uh, my login. Uh,
1: no, 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 no. I want this to be popular.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. No, okay. I, very
1: specifically. I, I have other ways of getting hold of this series. <laughs> I want... To pay Netflix so they get their numbers up for this series, so they might make another. Yep that that's that's the only reason I'm gonna I'm gonna properly pay for it. Uh, right. So Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. Yes. Now I've never heard of Randall Carlson. Before, Have you not? But, but he's clearly done lots of podcasts. Oh, with, he's been so, so he's well. um, he's
0: he's done podcasts with uh on Rogan. Yeah. With uh, Graham Hancock before. Right. He's also been on Rogan on his own before. Yeah. Which is great.
1: Yeah, because um, then he gets a word in edgeways. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's got, he's got, and he's such a lovely, jolly character, isn't he? Yeah, um, he he gets a little bit confused sometimes. There was, you know, you know, when they talk about Clovis and Clovis first. Yeah, well, he was talking about COVID first. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, Jared. We all we all do him. that. We all um, we'll do. But he's that, he's, he's lovely. Um, he's got another podcast on his own. Um right. That's right. Uh, he digs really, really deep dives into things. Yeah, um, and he's, he's got a pretty good website and he, yeah he, I, I love them both they're, yeah. they're both fantastic
1: Um, I mean I've only this is probably only the th- third Graham Hancock one I've listened to right yeah um, he's done, he's done a few back from years I, ago well he said he was his first guest he says later on he was his first really? guest I haven't got that far yet. yeah so to go. I'm, I, I need to I, need, I, I'm, I want to go back and I want to listen to all of them Um, obviously I've read several of his books at your you know urging um, and and got hooked uh, as you as you said before. He is he's an amazing writer. He's an amazing speaker. And so, so I was having this conversation with someone the other day who um, uh, had just got the audiobook of uh, Maps of Meaning.
0: <laughs> oh wow.
1: Which is Jordan Peterson. I have that. Uh, it's about thirty hours long. Forty. Right. It's ridiculous and it's dense. It's deep. And I don't think Jordan Peterson should be reading it. I find his tone difficult. So he's not relaxing.
0: No, he deliberately reads it slowly, and it doesn't sound natural. Yes. Whereas if you hear him talk, I and mean, you know if you watch I've, his YouTube things, and he's giving a speech, yes, he can, be, he can be really good. This sounds a little bit unnatural. However, the, the my biggest issue with it, and I've, I've never gotten through it, and I do I do, I do want to because I'm yeah. But he, so he's. I mean, this was like a labour of love of his mm. for years and years and years. And there's pulled, an awful lot of backstory. Yeah, in there. and he poured so much into it. So there is. So it's a bit like. I mean, so some of Graham Hancock's can be a bit like this. Although it's much easier to listen to. Um, you find that you will listen to ten minutes, and you have to pause it because you just need to think about what yes. he's just told you. Yes. Yes. So yes, it's you know so there's many. so much information yep. in there, and it's yep. it is it is interesting. Yeah. But there's, you know, your you, your mind is buzzing afterwards. And, but in and, general, yeah, Graham Hancock, much easier to listen to. Oh, eminently listenable, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's he's the way he gets to the point, yeah, is fantastic. Uh,
1: so for the for the listener who doesn't know who he is, uh, we're talking about an author who has written um, a good few books now um, on ancient civilizations, on uh, specifically the notion that there is a forgotten civilization. Uh, You know, that predates everything that we know uh, that could have influenced, could have handed down uh, information and skills to um, to the 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 ancestry that archaeology recognizes, like, you know, uh, ancient Egyptians and Mayans and and on all this jazz. Um, But something that but I this is where it converges with the with Randall Carlson's stuff and the 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 comet research group uh, uh, so he's an advocate of the um, uh, comet impact hypothesis uh, of the uh, the Younger Dryas period of time so this is 12,800 years ago uh, and even in the last... I mean, every year the, the the evidence just grows and grows and grows. And you can see in his books how the evidence just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Over the last like, 20, 30 years, the evidence is now overwhelming, isn't it?
0: Well, he didn't... So in his first book uh, about this, he didn't even mention it. So yes. in, in uh, Fingerprints of the Gods. And then there was so much... He, you know, his mind was changed over twenty. you know, yes. over, over the course of 20 years. And he got to the point where he basically had to rewrite that book yes. with Magicians of the Gods. Because uh, in the first one, he was talking about um, uh, continental drift and all these other things that, that yeah, might, have, that might, have, might happened. have happened, and then obviously all this evidence comes in, yeah. and he meets Randall Carlson and, and other things, and he yeah. writes another book um, that you know supersedes fingerprints, um, as well as like you know America before. before. <laughs> he said America first, yeah, of course, <laughs> America before. And uh, so I'm listening. I'm currently listening That's to. That's the last one I've uh, I've read. Listened yeah, to. I'm I'm listening to Visionary. Okay. Um, at the moment, which is very, very good. Okay.
1: But yeah, the comet impact hypothesis, twelve thousand eight hundred years ago. Um, and uh, And just
0: just, just to be, just to clarify as well, this is not a single comet. This is like a thousand years worth of comets. It's like
1: Right, no, no, no. It was a comet. It was a comet that broke up. And then there were, as you say, some very large and not even impacts, probably airbursts. Um, uh, but then yeah, not a
0: single impact, sorry, no, I say. not
1: yeah. a single impact, but a comet that broke up A comet that is now the taurid meteors stream. So we pass through the taurids twice a year. Um, uh, so this, this is a, a, um, uh, a, a group of fragments from this comet that broke up that is still circling the sun, and we're circling the sun, so we pass through, um, and uh, and we see shooting stars, and we've just literally just gone. Gone through it um, in the last in the last few days in in November, um, and uh, these impacts were so great that they you know melted ice caps, caused ridiculous amounts of, of, of flooding and, uh, and 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 in in th- in theory all you know, the hypothesis is wiped out. Um, advanced civilizations, and it's the advanced bit that's important here and that's what I want to talk about and I don't want to spoil too much of what you haven't listened to yet on that podcast but to be fair it's, all, it, it's basically all stuff that you've, that you've heard it's, it's, a great, it's a great conversation Randall keeps teeing up another podcast he wants to do and he can't help himself by keep repeating himself saying I really want to do this in one session it's like shut up now I get it um, what I want to talk about is technology and I want to talk about forgotten technology and if we were to rediscover that, what would that mean? Uh, and I don't want to get into the, the specifics of how any of this stuff might might work. I have been following for a while the development of some form of magnetic generator. To the point where, I I, I don't know how I ended up connected with this guy, but I'm... I'm about to have a conversation with someone who's running a company right now that is making prototypes in the UK of generators that are, you know, you you start them up with a bit of power and they've got all these, you know, neodymium battery, uh, Freudian slip, uh, magnets in them. And once you kick off the rotation, then they keep going and there's enough energy to keep it going And generate. Wow. Now it sounds like perpetual motion, okay? But I was looking at videos for the last year or so. You know, they started popping up in on YouTube of people retrofitting old, um, old bits of washing machine and you know just stuff, old engine parts and you know, gluing magnets in in various combinations and then kicking this stuff off and and it's really rough and ready you, you you can you can find the if you search for like free energy and stuff like that you find this stuff and it all started popping up i think it was was it earlier this year i, I lose track of 2022 and 2021 they've all merged together for me because of the nonsense um and and, and you know now seeing pr- proper videos of larger scale devices that look a lot more professional they're clearly still you know just been made by someone not in a factory um, but think about what energy revolution that that would make now, what Randall talks about on the podcast and what um obviously you know several times in his books um Graham Hancock has talked about the potential for you know how did they move these stones yeah how, how did they build the pyramids All the the ancient questions well oh, we could we couldn't do it now, no, no exactly um, and the notion that these Malnourished, um, you know, people Egyptian in, slaves. Egyptian slaves, yeah, um, would be able to do anything of the sort. Um, and I, yeah, I, I very much. I'm going to use the believe word here. I very much believe that you know the 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 Great Pyramid, the you know the the pyramids in uh, in Giza, the uh, the Sphinx. These aren't just dating back, you know, six thousand, ten thousand years. They're they're dating back, and you know, I think potentially over 100,000 years. These are, these are properly, properly old monuments. Um, they certainly date back to um, Ice Age territory, um, when the face of the earth looked a lot, lot different. Built by an advanced civilization that is now long since gone. And a civilization that took a different technology path, or maybe several different technology paths than, than we have taken. Potentially involving vibration, involving well, yeah, magnetism. Yeah, so that, that
0: that's the thing, isn't it? It's the, it's the, the the vibrations that I've been quite fascinated with. Geometry, because I've so I've been I've been researching a little bit into. So we we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit about crystals and that kind of stuff, mm. and obviously all, mm. all the all the yes. crystals have like you yep. know, different vibrations and stuff, and yep. you know the 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 quartz crystal in your watch. Yes. Um, oh yes, you know uh, that's been harnessed. Yeah. Yeah. So why can't you know? On a, on a larger scale, can can you know? Because obviously, crystals can enhance. You know, it, it's a bit like if you know, I might shout something at a certain frequency um, and at a certain volume level, and if you shout at the same frequency at the same volume level, you're talking about sound, constructive sound interference. Yes, I'm, I'm wondering yeah. if, if if that could have something to do with it. So.
1: I think, it, I think it does so uh, Randall Carlson goes into this um, in the podcast he's been working with um, an organisation that, uh, that he's had to keep secret for the last like seven years and now he's allowed to talk about it um, which is exciting which it's is properly exciting um, one of the things they've built is a generator that has no moving parts exactly how
0: does that work At-
1: Geometry, <laughs> and it's like, what you can't just shout a mathematical word at me, and I was like, so, so Ronald Carson, he, he like, I think he's one of his academic specialties is sacred geometry, yes. you know, ancient geometry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so these people have literally like looked at his stuff and then gone, oh, we can do something, we can, we can build something on that. And this is this rediscovery, um, but let's. Forget all the different things that might have been out there in uh, centuries past. And, I, and this, is a, this is the thing. Um, it is centuries as well as maybe tens, hundreds of thousands of years. It's really interesting. The moment I heard this podcast, I was like, right, I know exactly what I want to talk to Andrew about. And then, and then last night, um, Cliff High releases another video called uh, Woo Tech, and I'm like, tech. What's he? What does he want to talk about? And he goes and talks exactly, literally about this. And he talks about he clearly listened to the same podcast. But there's someone else he mentioned as well. There's going to be some other TV series that talks about technology that was suppressed in the last 100 years, like Tesla stuff. I was going to say, when was Tesla around? Yeah, exactly. Like 100 years ago. Um. So, I mean, he takes a, he takes a different angle. That's fine. What I want to talk about is we have mentioned before what would happen what what will happen if the government no longer controls the money supply and they can no longer invent their own money and inflate their way out and borrow their way out of out of problems and how that would be ultimately destructive to the state in a in a pretty meaningful way
0: yeah and to us it'll be all rainbows
1: yeah um i want to talk about what would happen if Energy becomes pollutionless and fuelless, certainly carbonless and essentially free, aside from the the costs of production and maintenance of machines. You know, replacing bearings every five years
0: on something that has to turn, for example. Um. Well, yeah, a, a very very similar thing because everything everything requires energy, everything. You know, the, the amount of money you spend on some kind of energy, whether that's heating your house, the cost cooking your of dinner, everything. transporting something that you want to buy. The cost of everything, everything would plummet. plummet. Yeah.
1: So that's the first thing. that would. I'll say the first thing. That's one of the things that would happen. But you see, I want to talk about the narrative. I want to talk about how, right now, what, what the, the powers that be have got is they want to control you and they want to control you via energy. Yes, very specifically. You know, big billboard at the Jersey airport about the bloody carbon credit app that I should download. And it's like it, yeah, it's coming by stealth, you know. It's not it's not going to come by force until later.
0: That's just a voluntary social credit score. Y- yes,
1: isn't it? totally. Okay. The the greenies and the communists and all of this the only way they have got they have they have worked out to try and convince people to you know implement their systems is by saying that that we need to you know decarbonize <coughs> excuse me i i did that fairly away from the from the microphone i apologize um all they've got is reducing carbon, and all they've got is we need to stop using energy and you know. They, they may not support Putin, but it's the right thing to do to stop burning oil and all that, all that nonsense. Just stop oil, the, the, the lot of them. If you take that away, if suddenly, and, and if it is open sourced, if this is stuff that you and I could build in our garage, let's say, if that's, that's where it gets to, so it can't be suppressed. Tesla had patents suppressed by the US government. If that can't happen, if they can't bump off enough people who've built their own magnetic generators or geometric, um, you know, generators or whatever, and people just start having energy for free, then it will just it will spread like wildfire. And at that point, there, if it's if it's got no emissions whatsoever, if there are no dirty batteries to dig up, I mean, the neodymium mining probably isn't that great, but we're talking about much smaller things. Um, than, than, than lithium, um and, and probably you don't need to worry about the disposal of them yeah,
0: so so you're t- talking about batteries, so obviously lithium mining in places like Uganda is pretty it's awful, awful. i so I heard that and this this may be really sad um that I, I think the majority of solar panels are built or, or the ones that they ship over to america I'm, I'm I'm assuming it's over here. lots of them are built by like slaves really. In China. It's honestly it made me really sad.
1: Um, yeah, it's and it well, it makes me angry. Yeah, because it's advocated as you know you should do. this. And I can
0: I can see your eyes watering. Yeah. at the moment because it's yeah it, it makes me feel the same way. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's awful.
1: yeah. Um, right, so so yeah, carry the, on. So the, bring the white pill. The white <laughs> pill. The white pill is if you take away climate change, okay, because all they've all they've done is say climate change is burning fossil fuels. I mean, they've, they've really boiled it down to something really simple. They're not environmentalists. They're not saying you should stop mining lithium. They're not saying, um, they're not even advocating. And I, I've had this conversation nuclear with people. Nuclear power. They're not going for nuclear power. I've had the conversation. I, I'm a supporter of the ocean cleanup, okay? Oh, yes. Uh, and I've given, I've given money several times. I've yeah. bought products. My, my sunglasses are ocean cleanup yeah, sunglasses. Brilliant. legend. Yeah. yeah, okay. And he's doing something practical. And he he recognises he can't can't completely prevent all this stuff from happening, but he's doing something practical to actually clean up the ocean of pollution and and to clean up the rivers and stop stuff from getting there, which I think is fantastic. And the number of people that I've spoken to that are intelligent people, and they go, oh yeah, but we need to stop doing it. It's like they only want to do the absolute thing, which is end all you know, bloody civilization, basically. Um, in favor of doing things that are actually practical now. Um, if you take that away, if you take away climate change as a thing, if you take away the burning of fossil fuels entirely, certainly in the Western world. But let's face it, it would get, it would go everywhere. This stuff. There'd be generators like this popping up in Africa. Well, of course, because yeah.
0: there'd be charities that would that would you know I would I would, I would, I would they'd be donate, cheap. Yeah, and I, I would, they're going to do- get cheap very quickly. I would donate money to give these generators to villages in Africa. Yeah, as would most. I don't think they'd need it. I
1: don't, I, honestly, I think I think this would economically transform the world as well. And again, this knock-on effect of the government losing power and control um, would have a bigger knock-on effect. Again, if we get the double whammy, if we get energy and money, okay. I, I suppose the argument I'm making about the energy is it completely nullifies. All of the arguments they're got, they're gone. Even if you believe in climate change and you think that ending fossil fuels is the right thing to do, this works for you. Look, you don't have to burn fossil fuels ever again. Here's your personal
0: generator, and there's a new one fitted into your car. The, yeah, so it will. They will be on the ropes, and they will make. They'll. They'll just think of the. Can amount. you just see the, Can you see the pivot? Oh yes, but but what will happen is it's like it's like smoking and vaping. Okay, so vaping comes along extraordinarily safe, even if you have, even if you're loading it up with nicotine. Yeah, um, incredibly safe. It's not the nicotine that that you know that, that does you in. It's all the other rubbish, tar, and all sorts that's in, that's in cigarettes. Yeah, and you know we know from the Puritans who want to ban smoking is that they they managed to put a stop because there was some research done to try and remove all the carcinogens from cigarettes mm. and they, 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 they pay to that no you're not doing yep. that anymore we, we just want to ban people from smoking yep. and vaping vaping comes along extraordinarily safe um, you know suddenly there are all these stories that come out of like oh it's dangerous people are dying from vaping and all that kind of so stuff so do you think the generators dangers of, those generators dangers will, dangers will, be of magnetism. So, will be so
1: deadly They'll do. so they'll do a nuclear power on it
0: I think there will be lots of stories of people making their own generators and dying um, from them, whether they're made up or not, or any truth to them. It's probably. Do you
1: think it will gain any traction whatsoever, or do you think those will just be the dying gasps of that movement? I'm hoping
0: it will be the dying gasps. I think for a while, people because okay, people have worn masks for the last two years. People are are still
1: wearing masks. People still see the old one. People are stupid. So No, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about you Caroline Lucases, The people who are the the watermelons, okay? The, the the people who very specifically they're just casting around for the reason to get their fix in. You know, system change, not climate change, all that all that jazz. Yeah, you know, Greta Thunberg recently has surprise, has oh, yeah, surprise <laughs> advocating for basically communism. So they won't. They won't be able to use it as the excuse anymore. So, what will they pivot to? What will they use as yeah, the excuse so I, to move I, to they instead? Will, will mean, it be? Will it just be the evils of capitalism again? Just something really basic. Yeah. To, to begin a with, classic I, I Marxist think, arguments. Yeah.
0: I think um, so. Step one is it's dangerous, and you can't do this because it's an it's an absolute danger to to you to everybody else. We need to stop.
1: Needs this. to be regulated. Needs government control. I mean, they'll advocate a state solution. Yeah, I assume yeah. to all of this. Ban, yeah. ban it.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll 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 try to ban it because it, on 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 grounds of danger or whatever. I mean, I think it will well, actually too late. no. That'll be that'll be step two. Step one is they'll try and suppress it if they can. Well, I think it'll be too late. I'm hoping. I'm hoping you're right. Step step two will be okay. It's dangerous. We need to stop people doing this. It's good to make predictions. By if it the way. gets to if it gets to the point after that where it's just gaining control, step three will be capitalism is evil, as we've always said. Yeah. While we think of something else. Yeah. And then. You know step four, the pivot will be. I mean they'll probably they'll, they'll, they may have created a new virus by that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, although hopefully by, hopefully that by that point they've got no, they've, they've got reduced power and they can't do as much.
1: yeah, this is why the next few years I think are going to be really interesting and this this kind of thing gets me excited about being alive at this period of time, mm. because if we get to see this stuff.
0: God, I was trying to do this as quiet as possible. This is definitely not a bowl of scotch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this this is an exciting time to be alive. There's there's some very bad things have been happening, but I'm now getting more excited for the future again.
0: You know, I even listening to the first couple of hours of that Joe Rogan podcast with yeah. Hancock, yeah. I was yeah. Oh, oh, it was. That was. It's it's a white pill. It's a white pill. Just listen and to that.
1: And again, it, you know, for for a while, I mean, like like lots of people have obviously, as a kid, you like the pyramids. It's fascinating and ancient Egypt. And you you know, you watch Stargate, and you and you wonder whether or not something like that was true. You know, how much of this is alien technology, or you know, is it a previous advanced civilization, a combination of the two, um, and. And to get closer and closer to understanding these things, to have them have a little bit more mainstream adoption, that that's one thing. And, and that's just theory. It's just you know just discovering things and finding out what happened. That's great. To rediscover technologies that we've lost, that are that can only be described as as, as more advanced than our own. Um, and that, look. Um, Joe Rogan uses the example of nuclear energy. It's like, compared to everything else before it in our current timeline, nuclear energy is like just off the wall, okay? And to spark a new generation of power generation and weaponry, okay, um, is huge. And the human race hasn't actually run with it. There's, again, government regulation has basically squashed... um, And the nuclear industry.
0: Well, as as much as I hate Bill Gates, you watch the Bill Gates documentary and the stuff he's doing, the stuff he's doing with, or he was trying to do with nuclear, was actually really good. It was was amazing. They were using nuclear waste. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Using the byproduct to generate more, you know, more safe energy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That you could crash a plane into, and the most that would happen was it would stop working. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, there have been examples of game-changing technology that, um, because of scientific advancement,
0: well, what gives or me hope? Discovery. What gives me hope as well is the we're not just talking about discovering something that will power your car or heat your house or cook your dinner. It's <laughs> look at the fucking pyramids, okay, or go beckley go okay, yeah, which is like yeah. you know that that's they, they date that back to around the end of the Younger Dryas, don't they? Um, yes, you know that's like twelve thousand yes. eight hundred years yeah. old, um, and that's that's a huge monolithic structure. Yeah, and supposedly built by hunter gatherers. Yes, nonsense. Uh, ha- but no, but, but how you know? Well, then what? No, they could I, have been hunter gatherers. I
1: think they I, had technology.
0: Yes, exactly. I think they were hunter gatherers, but suddenly they had the technology to do that, that yeah. enabled them to do this whilst still hunting and gathering. Yeah. It's just it's it's incredible. Well, so
1: again, you'll you'll hear it when you listen to the rest of the podcast. Um, but some of the technology that um, that Randall talks about, as in literally the company that he's been working with, um, uh, the cutting and moving these stones mm. with these tools. With, I mean, that's just just think well, about just, that for a moment. The, the, I'm, I'm not, again. I'm not talking here just the, the basics of producing an electrical current. The the magnetic generators I'm talking about. Are the are movement energy it classically then being you know through a dynamo being made into an electrical current that can power all of the regular technology that we already use so it can be retrofitted really really easily into your car into your house but talking about something that i don't know levitates
0: a giant rock yeah or cuts through it and it's also the accuracy yes. The accuracy of the pyramids are incredible yeah yeah, absolutely incredible. You know those those stones. Are, you know, it's just yeah. Well,
1: my my favorite bit is the um the ratio of the yes. size of it yes. compared to the Earth. Um, that that's fairly mind blowing. That you, you the, the the builders would have to have not just been that the builders are as accurate to the size of it relate, related to the Earth as our own satellites are to measuring the Earth. Well, yeah, and so it's like it's within a few feet, but our own ability to measure the size of the Earth okay, is the, within a few feet.
0: The, the the bit about maps as well, and 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 you, you've read the other books, so there are yep. you know he talks about maps a lot, but you know the is it it's the I, I get these confused. There, there there was there was an issue with mapping the Earth for a long long time in our current civilization around either latitude or longitude. I can't remember which one it is. One of them longitude, oh, right? One of them is is a real, real issue, yeah. And you have to monitor where you are with the sun compared to. The, the, the exact You basically need time. to know know the time it is, and they couldn't build a timepiece accurate enough to take on a ship. John Harrison, years. yes, yes, that's the <laughs> that's the name I was trying to remember. <laughs> and it, 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 you know, it, it was only relatively recently in history we've been able to do that. Yet these ancient maps that were copied
1: have from even more ancient maps,
0: yeah, um, have been unbelievably accurate with yeah. like Antarctica and yeah. and and all and all these sorts of ways. So, so this ancient civilization could map the earth as good as we can now yep how yep how do they do it
1: I'm excited mm. about discover rediscovering this stuff
0: and it just, just going back to evidence of things that are, that are a bit weird like the hunter-gatherers building Gobekli Tepe things like so the ancient Egyptians and this, this okay this this almost goes back to the point I was making before about crystals so they imported a crystal called lapis lazuli. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. You've played heard Minecraft. Of it, yeah. It's it's in Minecraft. It's a, it's a, so this is this this bracelet I've got. This blue blue crystals. That's right. lapis lazuli. Um, it's it's slightly more expensive than like quartz and some of these other ones. But they imported tons, you know, tons and tons and tons of this stuff. And I think it's somewhere like it's found in like Pakistan or somewhere. Okay. So one, how do they get it over there easily? And, yeah. and why did they do it? And how did they have the resources to just ship thousands of tons of lapis lazuli into ancient Egypt? There are all these mysteries that they've yeah, got, they've got it, no idea.
1: It? Is it? Is it? Did they use it to power the Death Star? <laughs> it's <is> that <laughs> I mean, kind of. Thing? I mean, they
0: certainly used it in uh, in tombs, and and it was like a, a precious gem. But why did they? Mm. Why did they want this particular gem? It's like the Mayans with obsidian. The, the obsidian yep. to the Mayans was worth more than gold. Mm. Um, and it's obviously very, it can be exceedingly sharp. It can be yeah. sharper than steel. Um, but there are, yeah, there, there are, these things have other properties that we don't know about. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we're going to find out soon. Yeah.
1: I think, um, I think we're heading into that territory now. And what I hope is there's going to be more release of information. How that comes about, I've got no idea. Um, but stuff that's been suppressed. Uh, that's more recent history, um, but if people can look at ancient objects and monuments and work out how to power things in a new way that's, as I say, essentially fuelless and pollutionless, that that's so game-changing. And it's mass. And that, come back to the point: massively game-changing for the relationship with the state. And that's the most important thing, as far as I'm concerned. Giving people genuine energy independence would would free them in in a in a way. I'm trying to think. I, I was all about. I remember you saying, "What would you change? Would you change judiciary or money?" And I said money, and you said judiciary, and
0: I said education, didn't
1: I? Oh, we both said education, but I think right. we we when when pushed, right? You were like, "Got to be judges." But um, there's so many up there. <laughs> well, there's so many up there, exactly. But I'm now, I'm now edging energy. more towards energy. Right. But it's only because this this technology has to exist. It's if if we we don't have fully private energy in in the world, uh, the state is you know intervenes in a number of ways, and there's historical issues with state ownership and stuff like that. But just just privatizing the energy industry isn't isn't the same thing I'm talking about. This is they the to take energy away as a political issue.
0: Well, we wouldn't need our briefcase nukes, no, would we?
1: No, but I mean, think about what um, energy weapons could be created. I mean, I'm not saying that they couldn't. You can't use energy for war, of course you can, um, but it 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 takes. It backs away from nuclear in a meaningful way, I think.
0: Phasers and lasers and all that kind of cool stuff. Well,
1: potentially energy, energy weapons. Um, we've been struggling with. There are energy weapons that exist, um, but they're incredibly difficult to power. Um, and so this would be one way of way of doing it. Um, but yeah, with this, they've got to, this, is, this, this. This technology has got to go through a lot of iterations to make it. Um, you know, to make it scale up or whatever.
0: And just just going back to a point you made earlier, I um I think it's going to be increasingly increasingly hard for them to restrict information, and part of that is because
1: uh, well it, the internet in general.
0: Yeah, but also Elon Musk has bought Twitter, and I'm not just saying that because it's now a free speech platform because it isn't. Yes. You know, he's still he's, he's he's categorically said he's not going to bring Alex Jones back. Um, so it's it's just it's, it's his oh, own has he yeah yeah right yeah he's not bringing it back right and what's he met, his, what's his reasoning so he he had quite a heartfelt post saying uh my firstborn child died in my arms i felt his last heartbeat anyone who uses children's death to gain because he's basically believing all the all the crap he believes about all sandy, the nonsense all the nonsense about sandy hook but it's not okay so it's not a free speech platform what's it's that not, got to do with free speech exactly it's it's what it's what Elon Musk wants, which is fair enough. But I, I can see so lots of people on the left, in particular, are leaving Twitter and going to Mastodon,
1: which I thought was just a messaging platform.
0: Uh, no, you can you is can there use a it. Social so you can, element? yeah, there's a social element, and you can use okay. it. So you can have your own server, and each individual server will have like its own rules and that kind of stuff. And then you can federate. It's, it's more, yeah, it's it's distributed, and you can link up with people on other servers, and and you can get a feed hey, from like yeah, everyone else. I've
1: always thought it was quite a good. Idea,
0: yeah, me too. And if everyone goes to that, if Twitter dies, and everyone and everyone goes to Mastodon, we can we can have our own server, for example, Mastodon.sb or whatever. Yeah, um, and it will be extremely difficult for people to stop, yeah, for people to suppress information. So you know, hopefully, Twitter dies, um, and then a new distributed system, you know, will will, uh, will decentralised. Yes, I mean, ultimately, so that's what Jack Dorsey always wanted. He wanted. To, to be like a, a, a standard, I'm, I'm, not,
1: I, I'm not going to have this conversation because you, you know that I don't believe that for a second.
0: But if, if he it didn't happens, do a very good job of it, did he? No, he didn't. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. He did an, <laughs> an atrocious job. But the, the, the point is that if this distributed system occurs, which kind of mastered and kind of is, mm. if that takes over, great, all, all power to it, and you know, information will just get out there at that point. Mm.
1: So you think. This is Elon's part in this.
0: I, I don't think it's the part he thinks he's playing. Do you think he genuinely thinks that he is making Twitter better? Yes. Okay. And I think at the moment he is, because it's certainly a lot more fun, and it's no worse than it was. It's not. It's not free speech, and it's not as good as it was in two thousand and eight. Uh, yes, yeah, a long time ago then. Um, yeah. Or even two thousand and eleven, twelve. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's better. Or even two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, before, before Brexit and Trump, that's when it <laughs> yeah. really dropped off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, it started getting a bit dodgy in like kind of 2014. Um, you know, that's when they kind of started ramping. And you could tell because they started banning people and right people like, what's the Nero, was it? Milo Yiannopoulos and these other kind of yeah. people, yeah. you know, the early days over there. And mm-hmm. They started to see the people and, and the, the blue checks. Yeah, you know, suddenly became like this status symbol for, yeah, you know, for 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 journalists and that kind of stuff. So it, it did start going downhill from from then on. Um, but it is, I mean, the fact that he's just fired people left, right, and centre. And, oh, I just find that hilarious. And all all the the all well, I like the, the fact th- that he
1: fired loads of people. Then he said, "Right, you're either turning up to the office yeah. or you can go." And so many people have said to me, oh, "I should have done that the other way round. Then he would have lost all the people that definitely wouldn't have come in." And I'm like. No, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. These are these are people now you can say bye-bye to for a different reason. He, he, he is doing a massive, massive cull. And he's now it's self-selecting the people who are staying. And I think he's, he's instituting silly hours of work and stuff as well. Is he, is he or something? Again, I'm only getting this off LinkedIn. I'm not
0: here. sure, but I'd say I would love to work there. I think it would be a really good, fun place to work there. Right now, it would right be now,
1: amazing. Be, yeah. Amazing to be at the heart of that. mm Even if it is at one o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd It'd be incredible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's doing he's, do, he's doing all the right things um, as, as far as that's concerned. And people, yeah, you know, all the left are saying, oh, tw-, you know, he sacked he, he doesn't he doesn't have an HR department anymore, and all this kind of stuff, and he's sacked thousands of people. How can Twitter possibly carry on? It's like okay, so it is. You know, so so for one, I was at, not the same scale, but I was head of IT for a small tech company. It was a SaaS company as well, so it was like yeah. an online service. You need surprisingly little to keep the lights <laughs> on and to keep going. Yeah, right. You know, half a dozen people could keep Twitter going. And also, of course. Elon Musk has pioneered a self-driving car. You don't think he can pioneer a self-driving <laughs> social network? <laughs> How stupid are you? <laughs> he, can, he can give you a car that drives itself. Of I did course, like, he can keep before, Twitter online.
1: Yeah, the, one of the last times I did look at um, uh, Twitter before I turned everything off, and he said he tweeted something along the lines of... Or well, it, it was maybe a meme. He loves to tweet memes about himself because there's so many of but them. But
0: they're like kind of dad jokes, aren't they? They're like they, dad they, memes. They so.
1: are, but that's... It's, 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 it's part Quite of his on, online persona, isn't it? But there was one about um, uh, people talking about how the internet guy couldn't run a car company. And now people are talking about how a car company guy can't run an internet company. You know, ho, 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 or whatever. And it's, again, it's people with short memories. He's, I see. To me, I just know him as the PayPal guy. And now he's been kind of indelibly associated with Tesla very, very specifically. And SpaceX, I suppose. It's kind of a 50-50 thing. Go, but SpaceX doesn't do as much and isn't as present in everyone's lives now. You know, there are fucking Teslas everywhere now, aren't they? Um, not that there is enough lithium in the world for even you know a tenth of the number of cars to have batteries. Yeah.
0: Trump's back. Trump's back on Twitter. I'm not sure if he's tweeted yet, but he's been reinstated.
1: Ah, right. And, and so, so because got- you see, I I wondered because of Truth Social whether he would deliberately not post. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure whether he's posted yet, but his he's, his account is certainly back. Right. Um, as are a few You've other. Got, he's got a he's got a to, to do a hashtag kafif or something. Hashtag. That- well, so, <laughs> so he um. Th- th- this and I love this. So and, and you'll be able to you'll be able to guess what happened. But he so Elon Musk did a did a poll. Because he's just trying to generate traffic on Twitter at the moment. So he did a poll. Should I reinstate former President Trump? Did he say he
1: would go by the poll results? No, of course he didn't. Did he, he say he would or wouldn't? He would like it.
0: No, he just did a poll. He's like, should I do this? He didn't say whether he would or not. But he right. said, should I do this? <laughs> Golden ratio 52 48. 52 48. 52 48. Um, and then he, yeah, then he,
1: then he reinstated it. 52 in favour? Yes, yeah. Forty-eight percent Democrats and bots. One would assume. Flush, flush out the bots with a quick Trump poll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'm, I, I, think I'm just at a, at a point uh, at the moment mentally, where I just, I just don't want to know about all of it. And I, part of it is because I am, I'm, I'm fascinated by these new exciting things. Um, I've got a lot of work to do, and, I don't. I don't need or care as I'm you know, one of the only things I'm working on is how to how to pay as little tax as possible you know because I don't want to fund terrorism anymore that's important and that no matter what government announcements there are on tax that's going to allow me to you know at the very least I'm going to be able to I'm, I hope reduce my income tax obviously you can't avoid things like VAT and stuff like that on you know purchases that you make um, personally. Um, and there's lots of other stuff you can't avoid but I can do my bit <laughs> well let's to let, defund
0: the government let, let's lend on a high then let's lend let's end let's end on a high then with the um with yeah. the, the energy um and uh, yeah I'll certainly listen to the, the keep the listening next hour. to that listen to the rest of it that's the Graham
1: Hancock and Randall Carlson episode it's only from Few weeks ago, I think.
0: No, it's no, it's just like yeah, a week and a half ago or something like that. Yeah, it's not long. If I'll yeah. we'll, we'll put we'll, I'll put the links. I'll put the links on there.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I haven't listened to Joe Rogan for ages, um, and then um, and then I got an email about something which mentioned him, and I saw this. Um, but actually, it's made me go and flick through and have a look um, at maybe some other stuff because again, I have fits and starts with these things. Bit like again listening to Brett Weinstein and stuff like this. I'll listen to a few and then and then I'll get I'll get a bit bored or I'll need need a break from it. Joe Rogan I find is is the same, um, but uh, yeah. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit SoundingBoard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash See you next time.